Hello, hello, welcome to the Fantasy Culture Podcast, week 11. Woo! I am your host, AD, aka Dre, and I'm here with, he's back. Hey, I am back. It's Markeith here, week 11, episode 11. I know y'all miss me. I know Dre definitely missed me. He didn't get the... Hey, we had the most listens when it was just me. He didn't I checked, get to hear. I checked the stats, and when it was just me, so listens they, were at least they me. 75% higher. They missed me. They, missed, they went That's to support. A it was, it was just as consistent. They must have not known that you was gone. That's you, didn't get the, you didn't get to physically hear me talk about... Of course, the victory, but we're going to bypass that. It's already been we mentioned worry in the about previous that. episode. We know we're going to keep it going with what's going on right now. Ah, please. We're we going to let it go. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it. Ain't nothing to talk about. We won one on the season. I might possibly see you in the playoffs. And if that happens, sayonara, bucko. And we just going to go from there. In any case, welcome to week 11. We are here. We are, what's that? Three, a little more than three quarter way through the through the season? Yeah, just about. Yeah, just about. So um, here we are. A uh, lot of stuff going on. A lot of shakeups. Um, t- what's been the title of this year? Injuries and COVID. Yep. Injuries, COVID. Injuries and COVID. That's what it's been like. So, um, but nonetheless, back to episode one where we mentioned GMing. You got to GM your way through yeah. it. You never know what's gonna happen this year, and that was the biggest thing. You need to be a GM. Pay attention to that waiver wire, and expect the unexpected. Yep, you never know what's going to happen. So let's take a look at our hot topics for the week. How could you forget or how did you miss that D-Hop catch? Yeah, over the, three. What they calling it? The, the Hail Murray? Yep. The Hail yep. Murray. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, wow. The, it, was a, it was a great catch. And it was a, that's a huge win for the Cardinals and a tough loss for the Bills. Huge. Like that's... It's that was that was crazy. That was definitely crazy. Um, but if you've watched D Hop throughout his career, um, you know I don't. It wouldn't. It wasn't surprising. It was just right on time. Yeah, you is. know. And D Hop always loves him some contested catches. As you know, over his career, he's made tons of contested yes. catches where he was not supposed to make the catch. He made the catch, and that's what makes him um, great. Like one of the best in the league because he's able to do that. Yeah, and. Man, that that uh that photo itself fetched that photographer. Uh, do you see that report? It was like five million for that for that photo. Dang, I did not. Yeah, five. five it was it was something crazy. <laughs> Dang, well, Whoever the I, photographer I got paid, <laughs> bro, because it was uh it was three. You could see three gloves. Um, Hopkins was wearing a Jordan glove. Um, Man, the other defender was wearing an Adidas glove, and the other defender was wearing a Nike glove. So, and they were like just level where Jordan was like. Above Adidas and oh, above man. Nike, but like Adidas, the way the hand was positioned was slightly below Nike, so it was like a hierarchy point. symbol, like the Pretty sports much. hierarchy. <laughs> um, and you know that's gonna get thrown right into the next Jordan brand oh, yeah. ad. Jordan's Huge. about to have it. He about to come up on the sponsor. Man, that photographer can retire. He just got broke off. off, off I, I believe it was like, I think it went for like five mil. His, the offer was five Nick, mil. Sure, I need to do something different. That's what I'm saying. I might have get into nature gotta, photography you, or something. You got a camera, I got a camera. I'm about to... Catch me a panther in the wild or something. We'll <laughs> try our hand at nature. See what's, <laughs> see what's going on. But um, but yeah, and that one sealed them the, the victory in a great game. In a great game. Um. What'd you say? You asked who's the who's better? Yeah, I just want to I want to check. I just want to peep right, on so that. The, I know that's been a big topic. Like DeAndre lately, has been is, is is Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins has been like two top receivers this year who's just been balling, just putting up numbers, and it's been a debate of like who's the best receiver. I me personally, I still for some reason I still go with Adams. I don't know what it is, but I just don't feel like he's. I don't know. I feel like he he makes he makes up for what he may lack in like speed and stuff with. Just technicality. He's a great receiver. But it's I, hard because D-Hop is just... The man just catches like everything. You don't really see him drop anything. And it just always makes a ridiculous catch that you would not think he should make at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm going to say D-Hop. Uh, I've had Devontae Adams. I'm a, I'm a big Devontae Adams fan. And I've also had him on my uh, fantasy teams in the last two seasons when I was able to grab him. Um, I think consistently... Uh, when healthy, because I think health has been a limiting factor in Devontae Adams' like season numbers when yeah. it comes to like his seasons. Definitely. Um, D Hop 
has a level of durability that you would want from your star receiver. Um, I, I have to go D-Hop. Just consistency, um, the plays that he does make. Devontae Adams is is really a, you know, a target whore, and he makes some great, <laughs> great yeah, catches. They both make great um, catches. But for me, I'm, I'm going to go with the dependability, durability of D-Hop also matches that talent level of Devontae Adams. Um, and the ability to transition from a quarterback in Deshaun Watson, who he was with for a very long time, yeah, and, um, and then just kind of get thrown into another offense. Similar quarterback, but still different yeah. um, attributes. You different know, chemistry you Yeah, different regardless. chemistry. You have to rebuild that. And I think to kind of pick up where he left off at in Houston, he didn't really miss a beat in this oh. transition with Kyler Murray. Um, One of the first games he had like 10 Yeah, 10%. you know, like it's like they had a discussion like, hey, if you throw the ball my way, you're safe with me. You know what I mean? Like, you, I'm, I'll help you, you help me kind yeah, of thing. basically. And um, and they made it work. So I love me some Devontae Adams on the field. You know, he's he's super talented. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side I'm gonna side D hop in that one and that one and it's the edge on durability. I, yeah. Durability plays a big part in definitely. that decision for me. De- definitely can't disagree. Just want come and get your take on it. Um, just I know that's been like kind of a debate receiver wise about yep. like the best, and I feel like those two kind of stood out this this year so far. Top two performance wise, not really yardage because Stephon Diggs leads the league, but I still like Hopkins and Adams. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I even think. Uh, who was in discussion the other day? I think it was uh, Devontae and somebody else. Devontae said he was the best receiver. Yeah. And then someone else had like responded on Twitter and then D-Hop put like eyes or something. Like he had said something about it as well. It was like a little, like a <laughs> little Twitter thing. I could, I could only imagine being like Michael Thomas because I know he's another player who always chimes in when people try to say they're best. But that's, what, that's partially why I kind of brought it up just want to see. You know, yeah. D-Hop's kind of making a statement like, all right, y'all was talking Devontae Adams because it's Thursday night game against the 49ers. Let me show y'all what I'm going to do here with this hell, <laughs> yeah. hell Murray. With this hell Murray. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah. I'm going to go D-Hop. You say Devontae. That, that debate will probably go on for a little while longer. But uh, let's see what we got up here next. The Vikings finding a little stride right now. They striding. Yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook putting up ridiculous numbers, um, kind of came crashing down back to earth, even though he still had a good game. Yeah. That definitely wasn't the kind of performance that he's been putting up in the last two to three games, probably more than that. But over the last two games, he had like those crazy, like yeah. 40 pointer and like a 50 pointer. Definitely like, was jumpstart them to kind of go on this roll. And, um, I think it's kind of helped solidify their offense a little more when it comes to them being able to go off the play action. Cause I know that's kind of been their key, but they haven't been able to do that. But with Cook coming back from his injury, establishing this run dominance, and uh, then now they're able to kind of open up the game, which kind of helped them win this game against the Bears. It's a tough defense, but they're kind of able to get the passing going, which is Jefferson put up some nice numbers. Thielen had two touchdowns receiving. Bears only give up too much. So um, I think really that they were kind of open to the run. They were shutting it down a lot. As you're saying, Cook didn't really have his – game that he had two games ago, but he still was, you know, a factor in some point. So definitely let's help them kind of build that role going on. The Dolphins too. Tua has been taking over. Yeah. Nah, Tua's been three uh, games now, two or three. Tua's been rolling these last couple um, you know, last couple games, three wins in a row. Uh even though with the loss of Preston Williams, you know, Jakeem Grant kind of stepped right in. Um Devontae Parker shows some good um chemistry so far he could have had a bigger game last game but they ruled him out on a touchdown grab that he did make to me i thought he looked like he he got both of them in but um officials said no so he could have had a touchdown for many last week other uh you know looking at it from the outside in if uh he if you didn't know that then his numbers wouldn't look very impressive or his numbers wouldn't look like a decent flex option um but if you did count that td or believe he would have scored or should have scored, then it's more of a respectable outing and you start to believe that there's something there with Tua and Parker, um, which I think there still is. So I'll look for that role to grow. Um, I'm most interested to kind of see how the running back game comes back with Breida now being deemed healthy for, you know, whatever that may be worth. Um, you got the emergence of uh, Ahmed. Yes, yeah, Ahmed. And then... Um, and you got Gaskins, who's on IR, but was running that backfield 
um, prior to getting injured. So, you know, the question kind of comes up. Do you think Gaskin comes back and steps right back into his primary role? Or do you think Flores kind of likes what he's seeing from Ahmed with the mix of, um, uh, who did I just say? Who's the other running back over there? Yeah, Gaskin, Ahmed, Ahmed, Gaskin, and Breda. With the mix of Breda being in there now that he's healthier, how is that all going to coexist? Um, so, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm interested to kind of see that. Yeah, definitely. And even, I think Brian Flores' coaching style kind of seems similar to, like, I'm going to say that the Patriot organization, we don't really deem, they don't really key on one player. They kind of like to move around. So it's definitely interesting to see. They they released Jordan Howard two days ago, so they obviously see something in Ahmed um, to where they're able to just go ahead and do that within you know, within this part of the season, especially with Howard being a part of the team for a while. Um, so definitely curious to see how it does play out when Gaskin does come back because, like you're saying, he was like the main focal point of the offense when Ryan Fitz was you know, controlling. But two is now there, so it looks like they're kind of just changing the offense up. I definitely like the connection with Parker. I kind of saw like the first game, he was hitting Parker a lot when Tua first came. Yeah, no, it's very true. So, um, you know, we'll see how that works out. But I like the way Tua's, uh, Tua's performance so far. Hopefully they can keep that up and uh, continue to put up some good numbers. Um, let's see, Seahawks struggling. Seahawks yeah. are struggling right now. They're one and three um, in their last four games. Yeah, that's, they start off pretty hot. Start off undefeated and then... Lost a game, one one, and then have lost the previous games recently. Um, yeah, it's just... uh, been a tough, tough outing for them. Uh, going one and three. I think Russ has thrown, I think six interceptions yeah. in his last like two or three games. I yeah, think the last two been, games he has like three interceptions. Been a so. turnover swing that he normally doesn't do. He's usually pretty good with taking care of the ball. So I, mean, I don't really see this lasting long, but it's definitely something to kind of see as the Cardinals kind of creep up in the division. Is the Seahawks and Cardinals in that division? Forty ers are basically out at this point yeah um, i mean it's still to me it's still kind of there is a sense of urgency that needs to be present in that uh seahawks locker room because you know for a while they had a defensive core that was something to be reckoned with at this moment in time they're in the bottom barrel of you know, defenses in the league right now. Yeah, it's like they flipped a switch. Usually they're, like, really good defensively. Offense is, like, whatever. And then now the offense is actually clicking and flowing, and the defense is like, eh, we had our time. (laughs) It's your turn. If you know the Seahawks is coming up, at this point it just seems like whoever outscores who. Yeah. Basically. It wins, you know, because Seahawks defense is really, they're not stopping much. No, and they give up they're like really one of the most points much. to receivers in fantasy. So that's mm-hmm. definitely, anytime I see the Seahawks against, as an opponent, I'm like, hmm, what receiver I have going against them that I know is going to get something going because they, they give up so much. Yep. Um, but I think with the return of Carson, that may bring a little bit of balance. Um, I like the idea of Carlos Hyde getting in a full practice today, um, leading up to their game uh, Thursday, Thursday night. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into the matchups and other, um, you know, other segments. Uh, and then DK shut down by Jalen Ramsey, which is yeah. kind of what uh, he did kind of state. He was looking forward to that uh, to that matchup. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he felt he was up to the challenge and he sure did show up and shut down. So uh, big game from Ramsey, not a big game from DK, um, kind of just added to the Seahawks struggles overall. Yeah, it definitely was there. That's um part of the key reason I chose Tyler Lockett last week as my one of the ballers because I just I just felt like J- Ramsey and DK were gonna have a good matchup and Ramsey's are, to me is he's one of the best corners you know he is the best corner in the league so um no matter who he's going up against it's always a tough matchup. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree there. Um, so let's see what else we got. <laughs> Def Jam fight for New York. <laughs> Judge versus Colombo. Go ahead and elaborate on that. Yeah, a little I just more. To, I just thought it was funny. I wanted to go ahead and bring that up. Um. Of course, it was, it was reported false. There was a fist fight that was reported at one point with uh, Joe Judge, an offensive line coach. Um, it looks like pretty much what's going on. Joe Judge has been like one one of his offensive line to improve, which they have been improving statistically. Wade Gallman is definitely, for some reason, Wade Gallman's been balling at a point. Not exactly you no know, top-tier numbers, but definitely been in the red zone a lot and doing more than what is kind of expected of him. The O-line has been like shape-shift. Um, so the story kind of reading was Joe Judge was looking to bring in another coach to kind of be like a liaison with the offensive line. An offensive line coach to kind of help step it up. He's a big team first guy. And uh, offensive line coach Colombo was not with it. He uh, <laughs> did not agree at all with, with what Joe Judge was trying to do. And that's what unfortunately led to him being fired today. 
Um, it is Wednesday, so that's what left him being fired. And, um, yeah, and that's how the report came out with them arguing and the apparent fist fight that did not happen. Didn't really believe it was true, but it was really funny to kind of see, like, you wow. Know New York had, you know, New <laughs> York fight headlines always good. something different. <laughs> New but, York headlines always trying to make something happen. But uh, I heard definitely some, some words were exchanged, some very strong words were exchanged, um, some name calling. Yeah, so that coach know. was not he was not happy with the decision. But I mean I'm all for it if you're trying to make your team better, maybe just another pair of eyes to kinda of help. I mean that's sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Put the yeah. pride aside. But eh, I mean who knows? Yeah, who knows yeah. going on in that locker room, but that was just something to kinda of want to touch on. Not that the Giants are really, you know, outpacing any team right now. Yeah. But no. you get fired on a bye week is really not a really not a good <laughs> yeah, thing. It's not a good look. You got fired on your day off. <laughs> How you get fired on your day off? Um so yeah, a lot of lot of turmoil over there in uh in Giants camp, but hopefully they were able to get things sorted out and um continue moving in the direction that they're moving because they do have a lot of young pieces and when they're actually together, they look like a respectable team. Yeah, they look bad. like a respectable team. They have a gem in, in uh Bradbury. Yep. Um, you know, you got the receiving core who's Slayton, um is is you know playing fairly well. You have Ingram, who um, you know had his struggles early on in the season. Kind of found a groove a little bit. Um, didn't perform very well last week uh, against the Eagles, but you know Ingram is special, and that's the reason why the Giants didn't want to move him. Um, they believe in him. They believe in his talents. They believe in his attributes, what he brings to that tight end position. So um, you know they keep him and continue to to, to ride that wave with Ingram. Um, then you have Sterling Shepard coming back yeah. healthy. Um, Golden Tate, who's a you know just, very just high, yeah, he's a high level dude, high level dude, man. He wants to be involved. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe the approach was a little rough around the edges for what the Giants were looking for, as far as you know, wanting more targets and how we requested it. Um, so who knows what that relationship ends up being like? But as long as he's on the Jets, it's all business. Uh, I'm sorry, on the Giants, <laughs> um, it's all business. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with them. But um. Yeah, moving on. Breeze. Drew Breeze hurt. Down. Probably in his last season. Yeah, he's going to be this, gone for a this, couple of weeks so far, which, you know, lines this up for the... The for return the, of the Winston. Start. Mr. Jameis Winston. Jimbo. Led the league last year in passing yards Jimbo. and touchdowns. And receiver And Hello. <laughs> Jameis. My league winner last year. Yeah. Um, so. I got it. Yo, he has all the potential in the world. And he has a nice um, little team behind him, too. He has a nice little team. He has a better O-line. Um, this might be serious. Yeah. This might be a thing, man, because um, let's not forget, he was kind of blind last season. And in the offseason, he, he did said, get him some lacing. He got that fixed. So, so know, maybe that's all he needed. <laughs> this might be something special. I, I, I really like the possibility here. Um, he has... Just as good, maybe not as good, but he has a very good offense comparing what he had last year with uh, with Tampa Bay. He had a lot of tools over there in in uh, Tampa Bay yep. last season. This year, he has very good tools as yep. well. And he even has a better running back. Yeah. So it's it's at this point to me, it's not about how well he'll go out and perform because he is. It's about does his quarterback profile or his style match the offense that the Saints try and run and yeah. try and establish. And Drew Brees has been there a long time, so it's kind of hard to break that mold. Teddy Bridgewater mm -hmm. did a good job last year when Brees got hurt, but Bridgewater and Winston are two different. Two different. That's what I'm, that's the that's what I'm talking about. The quarterback profile, yeah. like Winston, is a more let it fly, push it downfield. Um, chances taking taking risky throws yep. <laughs> he's he definitely taking risky throws um you know could the coaching of sean payton kind of suppress some of those tendencies where he may be a little erratic in the pocket or is this going to be a Jameis that people kind of always anticipated um minus the mistakes minus the errors 
So I'm interested to see. I'm I'm high on it. I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be something special over there this week. And uh, the good thing about it is they play Atlanta twice in the next three weeks. Yep. I think his next three games are cake. He plays Atlanta twice, who I think you mentioned um, he's familiar with because they weren't in the same division. division. Play for the book. Um, yeah. Yep. And then uh, I think the middle team is Denver, maybe? I'm not 100% sure. But I know when I looked at his schedule, I'm like, his next three matchups are pretty sweet. Um, so, yeah. I, I like I like Jameis. Uh, very saddening to see the, to the news about Breeze to go down like that and maybe go out like that for the rest of the season um, is is tough. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it with Jameis. But, you know, looking forward to seeing what he has to bring to the table. And then we have uh, McCaffrey. He's out again, yeah. missing another game. Another Here steps in Mike Davis. And uh, we'll kind of talk about him a little more as we go along. But uh, these high-profile players that just got paid, man, they are uh, not taking any risks with them. <laughs> not taking any risks. You got, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones. Um, Even Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon. What the hell is going on with Joe Mixon? This <laughs> yeah, is a mystery. Joe been hurt. Nothing from, like, everything has been day-to-day for the last two months. Yep. You don't know. You you honestly don't even know. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous at this point. Kind of see, you thought maybe it was just A.J. Green, the picture they were painting about AJ Green, but it's like no, this is this is something within the organization where yeah. then players are injured, they're not releasing extra information, they're not giving any really any updates. It it's kind of just house. like foot injury, day to day. We'll see. Like that's that's what it's yeah. been from the <laughs> Bengals camp in the last month. And that's frustrating for I know the Joe Mixon owners. I know how frustrating that can be when you're trying to figure out whether you should play him or not. And you got to think about either Giovanni Bernard or Samadji Pirine, which obviously is not Joe Mixon, but Bernard gets it done. I can yeah. definitely say he gets it done in little PPR leagues. I definitely, um, you know, Mixon was a huge part of that offense, is a huge part of that offense. Um, so with his absence, it's definitely increased um, the air yard output um, with being able to have good games with Higgins and still with Boyd. Even when Mixon was in the mix, they were able to still have good games. Yeah. Um, but the running game isn't as um maybe as much of a threat yeah, as you would I'm have sure most thought. Most teams aren't really worried about uh-huh. Giovanni coming in a tackle or in the guard. Like yep. more so pass catching and that's mm-hmm. more pass defense than anything. So like you're saying, it's really not much of a threat on a running game for the Bengals, but regardless, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow have been like on a connection along with Teller Boyd, that they just been over to overshadow that. Yep. It's definitely curious to still see like what's going on with Mixon, when is he coming back, mm-hmm. when he does get back, how does the alter touches with Higgins and Boyd, um, depending on how where they sit at. I know they're in a tough division overall. I really don't think they really... I don't think they really have a I shot at think, the playoffs, honestly. I don't think they push it back. I don't think they push him back. Maybe, maybe towards like the end of the season, but I think whatever's going on with the lack of details, I think it's pretty much... It could be sealed up at this point yeah. where they kind of they just paid him. They definitely don't want to push it. Yeah, that, I think they're just playing it safe. Um, not to the not, not to the delight of many fantasy owners, as you stated, but um, you know, as an organization, someone who's just got a fresh contract this year, they're not taking any chances yeah. with their franchise. Probably letting their back. rookies kind of shine. Like Joe, yeah. said, Joe Burrow's been doing his thing. T. Higgins been showing. Probably getting not letting our receiving core kind of group together. They know they already have a running back, so they don't really need to, mm-hmm. you know, establish a running a running game. They know it's there. So now it's getting out pass offense. And next year, you know, that definitely can be a problem. Sure up that O-line. Yeah. And then, you know, we could be talking about a different story come this time next year with those Bengals. So, yeah. uh, so we'll see. We'll see. So let's go ahead and uh, let's jump into our. Is it that time already? It's that time. I don't really think well, any waivers, but there's really not too much. Nothing um, on waivers, really. Nothing about injuries. Um, injuries. Well, we kind of breezed over. Only thing Stafford um, with a thumb injury, but like yeah, he's still playing, that so that's just. I mean, I know sometimes thug like thumb ligaments and the the throwing hand can be an issue depending on how severity it is. But obviously, he's yeah. still playing, so should get um, a better idea tomorrow. I I saw in a report that they, he wasn't throwing anything today. He wasn't doing anything. So I guess by tomorrow they're gonna start warming him up, seeing how his you know rotation is when he's throwing it. Kind of get a better idea of how he is with the football. But today I heard he was just off to the side 
didn't do much. Didn't do anything yeah. at all, really. Um, so um, so we'll see there. Galladay is uh, did practice today. Got a limited practice with the hip uh, injury that he was dealing with. So you know good. that's that's a good sign. Hopefully that's Stafford good. also yeah. plays, and you know you have your your one two tandem back. Yeah. Um. I also saw um Zeke. I saw Zeke's yeah. hamstring was uh had some stiffness still. So mm-hmm. um, did you use that a good sign, so to say? I know he hasn't really been producing the past couple of weeks. I'm sure it's due to that. So definitely look for like your Tony Pollard to kind of take take over the running game more so than than Zeke, depending on how this injury kind of plays out throughout the week. Um, if you saw Tyler Lockett, he's still he had a good practice today. Um, he's still slated to play. So I think I think that is pretty much the injuries. Yeah, I don't think there's, there's really much going on, on going on waivers. Uh, yeah, on injuries, not waivers. Not too much going on in injuries. Um, you know, waivers at this point. We're getting into the end of the playoffs. If you don't have like your core team locked up, you're probably not gonna catch any crazy steals. Yeah. And, out there on the waivers right now. They should be all situational. You know, I don't think there's anybody. Maybe Damian Harris, if you were someone like me who I just needed to make room and Damian Harris was at the end of my bench, but I would have kept him because Patriots is a run heavy defense uh run heavy offense and um he looks good. He's passed the eye test on numerous occasions. He just had one rough game and I was like, you know what? I don't really need him at the end of my bench. And somebody else got him, but I wish I did keep him because he definitely is talented. And he'll be one of my late-round sleepers next year um, for the draft, for sure. Yeah, for no, definitely. It's funny because I, I noticed that when I saw him in our our, our, our waiver. I was like, man, I thought Dre was going to keep him. Kind of you were talking highly of him before. Yeah, I know he has like 300-yard games so far. Yeah, I still, I still like him. I still think he's very, you know, very valuable in that position, especially in the kind of uh, depleted running back system that we have right now. Um in the league of what's going on with, with running backs. Uh, he's definitely a good piece and clearly they trust him to, to handle, you know, the workload because he's getting a good amount of touches and he's turning them into, you know, four or five yards per carry. So that's a, you know, that's, that's good numbers for me. Uh, but let's get into it. Let's get into it. That's pretty much it with waivers and injuries. It's time to talk about the favorite segment. We going to talk about our ballers. We going to talk about our sleepers. And you already know, you bought the bus segment where we talk about the player who you feel is about the bus. Drop a dud, not be worth nothing. So let's jump it off with your ballers. Um, who you got? Let me hear. Let me see what you have for ballers. Let me hear what you got. All right, all right. So who you got? Who you got? My ballers. Uh huh. This week we got. All right, so first baller is Mr. Joe Burrow. Um, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow, pretty sure the Bengals play the Redskins, if I am not mistaken, which I know the Redskins um, are slated to have like one of the past top pass defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but just looking at their numbers, the past two games, they definitely have given up over 300 yards passing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dwindled down. seems like the pattern for their defense. I know they started off hot, but I do kind of see it trickling down. The Bengals' offense has been on fire in the passing game. Um so I definitely like Joe Burrow to kind of ball out this week to continue kind of his his name in, in the league. He's been definitely making a name for himself. I like T. Higgins to continue to shine the way how he has been shining. Um, Tyler Boyd, a better game. I know he only had like four catches for 50 yards previously. Um, I know the Redskins have Kendall Fuller as a corner who typically locks down the top receivers. But, again, I just see a high-powered Bengal offense right now who's just as far as passing-wise, and I definitely like Joe Burrow to continue to kind of spread this ball around. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's one of my ballers this week. Um, my next one, DK, DK Metcalf. DK, I'm going DK. with a. Me and Dre were talking about this because we know most, I mean, a lot of football people know that Thursday night games are just your mystery games. You don't know what is going to happen. Oh my god! Um, he was he put a great point Thursdays. saying that Thursday night games is a game for like David Moore to kind of pop off, <laughs> rather than like you know a Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. It's always the unthinkable. <laughs> it's always Thursday's games is like you predict a high scoring game. It's a low scoring game. You start your studs, it's the backups that, that ball out. So you never know. So yeah. Thursday, if you play somebody on Thursday, you rolling the dice every week because <laughs> no you really never position. know what you're going to get out of Thursday game. Yeah, so I have DK for this one, mainly just more of a redemption game. Um, he's been playing. He hasn't had the best numbers the past couple games. I know Russ hasn't either. 
Um, so I definitely look for them to kind of turn this around. They don't, mm-hmm. They're don't. they not a team that normally kind of continue to lose games back-to-back. Um, but they've definitely done it. But I know they're definitely going to pick it up. They play a Cardinals team who obviously is in a division. This is a really big game for them because I know the Rams – Cardinals and Seahawks are all top three teams who are looking to kind of make the playoffs, and they all have about an equal record. Yeah. So it's a huge game. Definitely look for DK to kind of make, you know, put his footing back into this game, establish himself again. I, Patrick Peterson is not Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, he's still a great corner. I know they have Buda Baker. I know you mentioned that too. And I know regardless, the Cardinals defense has been, you know, pretty good this year. But yeah, they've been pretty good. Definitely look for DK to kind of step it up in this division game and continue to make a name for himself like he did in the playoffs last year when they needed him. Okay, okay, you know, okay. Yeah, that's my uh, those are my two ballers. What you got? What you got going on this week? Let me see. So my first baller, I'm gonna go Miles Sanders. I know I just went with him in uh, week ten, and uh, I think for his first game back, um, despite the overall horrid performance from the Eagles to end up losing to the Giants, um, he looked good. He passed the eye test for me. I watched the whole game because I wanted to get a feel for what his game would look like in his return. And um, I think he had a, he, he still had 15 touches, and that was his first game back. I think going into this next game um, against the Browns, who have been susceptible to the run, um, despite having a good run defense, they're very middle of the pack. And, um, you know, running backs who get around, and let's say an average of 13 touches a game, um, tend to... They tend to allow some pretty big numbers from those running backs. So you had Gio Bernard, who um, was active in the passing game, and he had a big game against them. Uh, Jacobs and and Connor as well. Um, They also had some big games against Cleveland. So they're susceptible to it. Um, I think people forgot that Miles Sanders, you know, is the the powerhouse in that offense. So um, and he'd been gone for quite some time that people actually forgot. But uh, you know, they that offense runs as he runs. And the fact that he's back and he's running and he looks good, um, I think he can top 100 yards this game and and get in a touchdown. I, I'm seeing that from him this game um, against a, a Cleveland defense that, uh, like I said, is middle of the pack. And it's a little early in the week, but I did see some weather reports coming out of Cleveland that um, it's going to be a little bit of a rain game. Um, it's getting yeah. down in the temperature there over in Cleveland. Um, so if it ends up being a yucky game, Maybe a lot of handoffs. Yeah. Maybe a lot of handoffs, pound, uh, you know, pounding the ground. Um, Cleveland themselves is limited in the air right now. They're a ground and pound offense at this moment in time. So it may just be a low, a scoring. low scoring affair on the ground. But I, I like win. those run. Yeah, I like those <laughs> running backs to um to put up some put up some numbers on both sides. Definitely, Miles Sanders takes the ball, whether it's receiving and rushing. That's a, yep. I, I like Miles Sanders. I, I, I definitely think he's the top back in the league. So. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. And then uh, my second one, I got Cam Newton against the Texans, man. Um, I'm going to go with Cam. I I think Cam, uh, a lot of people have talked down on Cam throughout his career, really, but even this season. um, And he's the disrespect on Cam, man. And uh, he's found a way to internalize all of that. And uh, during the low times of that offense and the team and the struggles that he had, uh, managed to find a way to put some stuff together where it could be working. Yeah. Um, he and they've really been winning. Have like a, uh, he doesn't really have like help, I would say. Like, you don't really got nobody. Like, you got Demi Harris who's been like picking it up, but you, but you don't you know. You can't really name like, yeah, you know, you Harris, don't know. Harry, nothing. I mean, Jacoby Myers is kind of breaking kind in Kind of this emerged year. now, but um, he doesn't that, have an offense. Don't have a tight end. You got Nick Izzo, which ain't really... All right, come on, man. Do anything. That's enough. That's enough. He but he doesn't Rex have. He doesn't like, have. much to work with. So, um, what you get from Cam is uh, a quarterback that's going to hand it off a lot, and uh, hopefully enough to push them into the red zone. Once they're in the red zone, it's Cam time. Yeah, that's, that's a keeper. It's a big body. Yep. And you're playing the Texans, who <laughs> have not had a good defense all yeah. season. Um, it's been a long year for the Texans for yeah. sure, defensively, offensively. So mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, and um, you know Cam, as I stated, uh, he's good for those keepers. So he's always lethal with his legs. You got to be aware of that. And at the same time, you know Houston being at the end of dome uh, tend to give up some pretty good games to quarterbacks. So I, I like Cam to maybe even uh, get a little action through the air. 
Yeah. But also capitalize as well on on the ground. So um, I like Cam this week to to put up some good numbers on the Texans. He wasn't too bad against the Ravens defense, who's top notch, and mm-hmm. Houston is opposite of that. So yeah, not not definitely good at all. like that. Like I like that baller pick. All right, so we got Miles Sanders and uh, Cam Newton for me, and uh, Joe Burrow and DK Metcalf for me. For you, all right. I like those. Let's see. Uh, your sleeper. Definitely pay attention to the the Twitter. And we'll update y'all on our ballers and see if we were able to hit on those picks. Um, so the sleepers, uh, my sleeper, Carlos Hyde, man. Carlos Ooh. Hyde on a return um, off a hammy injury. He had definitely had some weeks to kind of chill out and, and get back into form. And he did get a full practice in. Um, still without Carson. Uh, I'm not too concerned with DJ Dallas because uh, he'll you know probably be back up to Carlos Hyde. And with the return of Homer, his target share kind of fell. And now Homer's doubtful, too. So then now you (laughs) only have DJ Dallas and Carlos Hyde. Um, And it's a Thursday game. We just got done talking about Thursday games. (laughs) Um, I just I have this gut feeling. I have this feeling that um, it's going to be unsuspecting Carlos Hyde that um, puts up some good numbers in this matchup. Um, You're playing against... Cardinals defense that is uh, middle of the pack, probably better against the uh, the pass than they are against the run. Um, and then they also lost their nose tackle yep. for the starting nose tackle for the rest of the season. So um, that'll open up some some running lanes through the middle um, and allow Carlos Hyde to kind of put in some work. I think a part of Seahawks offense, why it's kind of sputtering is because they don't have a run game to kind of balance that passing game. Um, I know the whole idea of letting Russ cook and letting it fly was uh, valid for a couple weeks, but they also had the threat of that run game with Chris Carson because at any point, a quick dump off to Carson could go to the house or get you some big yardage. Um, You haven't really had that threat. You haven't really had that threat. And I think Carlos Hyde is a serviceable running back. Yeah. Um, especially coming back, fresh legs hasn't played in what since week six, I believe. Yeah, it's been about so four weeks. F- uh, for yeah, four or five weeks. Um, and now he's back, and he's probably gonna get right put right back into this starter role because uh, Carson is on the side of doubtful. So, um, I like Carlos Hyde this week for my sleeper. I think the opportunity is there, and um, I am starting him. I won't say confidently, but I like the matchup. I'm gonna play the matchup. I'm gonna play the unsuspecting Thursday hero sleeper. Carlos Hyde. Hey, all for it. He had a good game against them um, when they last played. Yes, he uh, did. He had about 15, 16 Yeah, I think he had touches. 16 points. Uh, and he had 16 points, I think, that game, too. Yeah, he had a, I know he had a touchdown for sure. Mm-hmm. He had a little bit, a couple catches at the backfield. So, yeah. definitely nice pickup. Familiar with the opponent he's playing. Yep, yep, yep. And then, um, who you got? Who's your little sleeper? My sleeper. We touched on it earlier, but my sleeper is Mr. Jameis. Jambo. Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. Jam- famous Jameis with, with the LASIK. I got him. But I got him playing. We got him. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in. Um, Saint, I'm pretty sure it's in uh, Atlanta. Is it in Atlanta? I'm pretty sure it's in Atlanta. But he should be there. Um, either way, no, it's in, to, to it's hold in it um, New Orleans. It's in New Orleans. Okay, it's in, it's in New Orleans. Which, if anyone doesn't know, it's actually where he's from. That that that's just. I'm pretty sure he's from New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, no, from New Orleans or my Alabama. I I think he's from. Nah, I don't know. One actually, now you got me thinking. About he's it. I'm from look it he's up. from that region, which is going to be huge anyway. I think he's actually from Alabama, but um, he's from that region over there, and I think it's a huge outcoming game for him. Um, I know he has a lot to prove. He has a big chip on his shoulder. He, he is was, from Alabama. He is. A, he was a Bessemer. first round pick. <laughs> he was a first round pick. He's shown talent. On the Bucks in the sense of like how much yards and touchdowns he can put. Obviously, we all know about his miscues and his interceptions. Sometimes with bad, you know, bad throws, just trying mm-hmm. to make something happen. But um, he's in a, you know, he's with a well, well coached organization. Um, he has a stable coach. I know with the Bucks, he kind of you no know, flip between coaches during his time. Never really had a true quarterback coach like Sean Payton. Um, he has a good receiving core, has a good running back to kind of dump off to, whether it's Kamara or even Tavius Murray. Taysom Hill sometimes kind of gets a little play in there. Um, so I definitely like for him to kind of come out and uh, make it a coming out game for him. Showcase what he can do if, you know, just in case he's not on the Saints next year. He's only on a one-year contract. So he's looking – I can see him definitely looking to make a splash. And then also he's familiar with the Falcons. He's played the Falcons his whole career with the Bucks. They're in the same division. So it's not like he's going against a team that he's not familiar with. Um, and then I know you mentioned earlier the rest of his – even the rest of his schedule isn't too hard. They play the Falcons twice. They play the Eagles. 
They play. I um, think Tennessee was in there once. The Vikings I, too. Yeah, I know they played the Vikings. So they don't mm-hmm. play the they don't play top pass defenses. But I definitely like for for Winston to kind of come out this week and let 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 the league know that he's still here to play. And his little outing last week wasn't you know anything major. Listen, this window's wide open for him. The opportunities are there. I don't think there's anything negative about this. Um, as far as like what he should be able to do in this offense. Um, as I was telling you, you know earlier. You know, one of the concerns is, you know, for me at least, the offense that is run for Drew Brees. Can he come in and step into the role of Drew Brees, uh, Drew Brees and, um, you know, make those passes, uh, learn the playbook well enough to execute on those plays? Yeah. Um, he doesn't have much. He has it there, but it's not as much of the stretchability as you had with a Mike Evans, as you had yeah. with, you know, Chris Godwin, as you had with the OJ Howard. Um, you know, and, and that's going to it's going to be interesting to see if he can kind of adjust limit that a little that. bit. Yeah, yeah. And adjust and um, feed his Michael Thomas and feed the Camara and. You know, what I mean, even get Traquan Smith involved if he wants to stretch the field. Maybe a couple looks at Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe get Jared Cook involved. Um, so he has the pieces. Uh, can Jameis step into that and really, um, execute? That's really been his story his whole career. Like, can yeah. he step in? We know he could play, but can you execute and make the right decisions when it matters? Um, that's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. But if he's able to hit on those points. You're looking man, at you're looking at a top game. five finish yeah. this week, man. Because that Atlanta defense is, ooh, another not yeah. good. Another storyline even throwing there. It's a big game. The the Saints and Bucks are like tied for like top in the division. So definitely gonna need to get a win and continue to keep that going for them. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um, so yeah, I like that. I like that sleeper in Jameis. So you got Jameis. I got Carlos Hyde. We'll resurface uh, those uh, those numbers <laughs> come Sunday. Um, Thursday, if, if you know, if Carlos Hyde does something good, um, and then we got our segment. This segment, the about uh, to bus. All right, so um, I'm gonna go with my about the bus. Uh, I'm gonna go Derek Carr. I don't know if anybody really has them high on his uh, on on the QB list this week, but um, I like him to not put up a good performance. Um, he's been above average over yeah. the last couple games. Um, as you can see, it's reflected in their record. I think they're what six and three. Yeah, six and three. Six and three. So you know they're on the good side of things, but a lot of it's come because of Derek Carr's um, ability to balance the passing game and the rush game. Um, the last two games, the run game was pretty effective because they were up big on Denver, I believe, and then yeah. they went up pretty big on on um, the Chargers too. Yeah. So they had the ability to run the ball. Probably not going to be up big this weekend. So yeah, Chiefs have a pretty good run defense. Yeah. Are you going to be able to mix it up through the air and on the ground? I don't really see it. Um, also, this this whole storyline about the Chiefs and uh, the only loss of the year coming from the Raiders. Um, after that game, apparently, you know, the, the team bust. They, they, uh, they spun the block. They spun the block around the arena and celebrating after they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> um and uh, you know, that word Bad that word got out and I don't think you uh, I don't think you wanna wake up a sleeping giant over there in uh in Mahomes and and, and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Andy Reid, you know? Yeah. You you don't wanna do that. So uh, this was gonna be interesting. Um, this was gonna be interesting. I see uh, Derek Carr having a rough game. I see him yeah. having a rough game. I, I can definitely see that the Chiefs are definitely gonna look to kind of get that get that get that loss back. And then they just mm-hmm. have so much offensive firepower. So, so okay, much. we're gonna take out <laughs> we're gonna take out Hiller. Come on, Le'Veon Bell, you come and come. Come on, on in. <laughs> oh, Hill, you 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 shut down Hartman. Go ahead and uh, run deep for me. And, of course, Kelsey. Like, it's really hard to kind of stop, and then Mahomes is going to make it happen. So Man, it's, it's, um, it's, gonna it's be, I, I really do see a long game for the Raiders. Um, Chiefs, you know, the defense isn't bad. And, like you said, you know, the Raiders made, made a mistake mm-hmm. going around the ring, going around the arena. And they spun the block on the boys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, but so far, um, I think that's going to be the sleeper of, um, of the week for me. Uh, who you got? What you got going on? All right, all right. So from my about the bus, I have my guy here. He's on one of my fantasy teams. He's on Dre's team, Aaron Jones. Yeah. 
Got That's Aaron right. Jones going up against the Colts defense, who has been limiting running backs. Um, barely get over 100 yards on this team. They only have done it like three times this year. I know Derrick Henry had over 100 yards last game on Thursday against the Colts, but it was a really tough 100. It wasn't like he was just gashing through. Um, the Packers' offense has been really throwing the ball a lot. Aaron Rodgers has been having over like 300 yards the past like four or mm-hmm. five games. Their running yards has been going down. Um, so I don't mean... Obviously, Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. I can still see him pumping out about 12 to 15, but that's about as far as I see him getting. I don't see a big 20, 30-point game that, you know, you may be looking to get from him. Um, it looks like they're sharing the ball a little bit more, too, with Jamal Williams. So I just – I don't really see a big game coming out of this. I kind of see it more of a low-scoring game. Um, but I also see the big game for the Colts to kind of see what they can do against this Packers team. But I definitely like to see them shut down Aaron Jones and rely on Aaron Rodgers and make I, it work. I, I, I don't want to hear all of that. He you, on my you, team, too. <laughs> so yeah, well, I don't want him to get shut down, you, but I gotta call it how yeah, I see you it. You better speak from the side of your mouth when you say things like that. <laughs> Put a little, take a little confidence out of yeah, that. Out of but that that's that's what I'm about to bust. I don't see a big one from him. So obviously, you're gonna it's kind of hard to sit Aaron Jones unless you have a, a better matchup, you know, schedule wise, or you see a better player but better output. Because it's hard to sit him, but you know it is a really good coach defense, and it, it does show they've played good teams, and not like they haven't played against good running backs. So um, yeah, that's my that's my about to bust this week. It hurts, but. Calling how I see it. All right. I'm not mad at that. Um, I, I like this game to be very middle of the pack. I don't think you're going to get a huge Aaron Jones performance. Um, you know, right now I'm debating in my other league. Do I go with Mike Davis against Detroit and just simply – I know it sounds crazy, but off just off matchups, Indianapolis, you know, they're pretty they're pretty top tier on, on the ground. And, um, you know, you see Dalvin Cook who has – had explosive games go up against a good run defense in Chicago and kind of be capped in his production. Um, the same can very well happen to Aaron Jones. Uh, so is it out of the realm of possibility to play a running back on Carolina who's going up against Detroit who just gave up two touchdowns to McKissick and Gibson? Or do you stick with your stud? Roll the dice with Davis or stick with your stud? But um, So it could be one of those you know, not your big performances from Aaron Jones. Still very serviceable because he is Aaron Jones and he does get work in the past game. Um, but I would say I agree. Temper your expectations with uh with Aaron Jones this week. Yep. So there we have our about the bus players. So we've covered about the bus. We've covered our sleepers and we've covered our ballers. Uh, to wrap it up, we're gonna go into the games of the week. But before we do that. You know, it's a little bit later than usual, but we still have our instrumental intermission. So we're going to go ahead and jump into that. Um, this next beat will be on the project once again. Uh, trust and fate. Trust and fate coming very, very soon. So you guys stay tuned for that. Um, still working on a November release, but I promise I will keep you guys updated and you will know when we get some music off of the project and it's ready to be officially rolled out. Um, so let's go ahead and take our instrumental intermission. When we get back, we are doing games of the week and then we are out on the fantasy culture podcast. Yep. On the Fantasy Culture Podcast to talk about the games of the week. But uh, first and foremost, always hope you enjoy those sounds. Um, once again, thanks for the support on the music ends of things and also for the support on the podcast. Always much appreciated. But uh, let's go ahead and, and before we get, get started. As always, after you listen to the beat, once you hear the project, just keep in mind producer of the year should come up in your head at some point. If not, the music will speak for itself. I don't say it just as a co-host. I say it as a music listener. Trust me. Producer That's... of the year. I wear the shirt for a reason. Always love, player. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. You know, we'll be trying, man. We'll be working. 
putting these sounds together and writing the lyrics to go with the sounds. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a process, and I think more people will learn to see that once they see the behind the scenes of like what goes into that whole creative process. Um, so so stay tuned, man. We warming up, we heating up to get some to get some good content and footage your way. Um, so uh, to the games of the weeks, let's see what we got. First up, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but we'll get into it a little Thursday more here. Night. Thursday night, Arizona and Seattle. Um, yeah, another big game, division game here with the Seahawks and Cardinals. Again, that division there is, you know, everyone's about tied up. Uh, I think pretty much almost everyone is like six and three, seven and three. Yeah. Um, so it is really like a kind of, you know, who's going to win out this NFC. There's a lot of, lot, there's a lot of good teams kind of going into the, this end push. So definitely look for, you know, these teams really looking to play hard to try to make the playoff push. This is the time for them to do it. This is the time where pretty much every team starts playing their division games once or twice. And that's huge because, you know, if they end up with a tiebreaker, it all depends on, you know, who won in the division. So it's definitely a huge game for the kind of the Seahawks to see if they can turn it around against the red hot Cardinals who have just kind of been balling. They've definitely been balling this year, turned it around from last year. Um, so I definitely I can see, you know, it's a Thursday night game. Yep. You never know what you're going to get. I can see it being a high-scoring game just because, like, you know, who knows? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, right now it has the, the highest point total at 57 and a half. Um, so, you know, that's uh, right right behind Kansas City. I mean, right above Kansas City and Vegas, gotcha. who are right now at 57 spread, too. So, yeah. um, you know, has the potential to be a shootout. But then again, we haven't had a crazy shootout on Thursday. So this might, that's what I'm saying, unpredictable. It's yeah. not going to follow any particular pattern. So if we've had low-scoring games in the last four or five, I don't know what the stats on it is, but just, in, just say we have in the last four or five games, this could be the one where it goes be the highest scoring game of the season so far. Yeah. You know, it has that kind of potential. Think, um, last time they played, they've already played this year. Cardinals won 37-34 in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, they won in Arizona, so I definitely kind of see the Seahawks. You know, may have a little chip on their shoulder to try to get a W because they've already lost once to this team. Okay, all right. But, um, yeah, like you know, you said, about a 57-point spread, I can easily see it being another, like, 34-31 game. Um for them, I'm I'm looking. Of course, make sure you start your your Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I definitely say start your DK, um, lock it for the Seahawks. And of course, as you no know, Dre was saying, Carlos Hyde, and then Cardinals. I mean, you can you cannot <laughs> not play Kyler Murray. He's been putting up crazy numbers this year. Yeah, he's um, nuts this year. D Hop, of course, going to put his. I'd even look at Christian Kirk, another player to play in the flex. Um, you know, Thursday night. D-Hop definitely can be get, trying to get more shadowed, and Kirk has been, you know, Kirk has been playing good this year, definitely been kind of stretching the field for them, so definitely like for them, for you know, for Kirk to kind of pop off, and then Chase Edmonds, King and Drake, another player, so nice little yeah. game here. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm going to go, ah, man, I don't know. I, I'll go with, with standard point production from both teams. I'm going to go uh, 37-34. Cardinals. I'm gonna say the Cardinals Another win. Cardinal win? Yeah, I, okay, I go okay. 37-34. Another close one too. I'm gonna mad go at with it. that. Um, next up, we got Atlanta and Saints, and we kind of touched on these teams before, but just to kind of go back in detail, Atlanta's coming off a bye. Um, hopefully getting a healthy Calvin Ridley back. There was an injury we forgot to mention. Oh, yeah. Um, possible back. return of Calvin Ridley. Uh, today practice, he was doing some. He was off running again to the side. Um, the next two days will be critical if he can at least get into limited uh, practice and then, uh, you know, hopefully by Thursday or Friday get into a a, a full practice. Um, you know, that's encouraging for uh, for Ridley owners. Um, even if they feel after the bye he's good enough to throw be thrown in there off limited tags for the week, um, I'm okay with doing that. I'm okay with uh, rolling him out there too, so... Um, Ridley possibility of coming back. Julio fresh off a bye. Gurley fresh off a bye. Um, you know, that might be a good game too. Atlanta Saints, as we said on the other side, we got the uh, debut of Jameis for the 2020 season. Um, and then Michael Thomas for the first time, I think, uh, since week five or week four, something like that. Um, wasn't on an injury report at all. He's yeah. full health, ready to go. Just about time. Um, uh, yeah. Although it is Wednesday and it's early, um, I did see a report of Alvin Kamara nursing uh, ankle injury. Um, but it is Wednesday. You know, the game isn't until Sunday. So, you yeah. know, just pay attention to that Thursday and Friday. See if it improves or declines, and you'll kind of have an idea of where Kamara will be for Sunday. 
Um, that one, I like it to be a pretty high-scoring game, but I like the Saints winning this one. I'm going to go uh, 32-24. Okay. Yeah, I definitely yeah. see another high-scoring game. I, I'm chunking another, like, 34-24, 27 okay. game. Saints winning as well. I got the Saints in this one, so... Um, next up, we got your struggling Titans against the struggling Ravens. <laughs> it's a big matchup of struggles. It Everybody, is. you know, you know how they get into the uh, to the arena, huh? You know how they get into the arena? How do you get the arena? on a struggle bus? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, oh, that was so man. bad, but it was so good. Man, they both get in there on the struggle bus. Yeah, it's been a rough um, couple games for both. Teams. It's been a rough, <laughs> rough couple games for the Titans, but a bad season so far for the Ravens. Oh man, it is Ravens a huge game. Um, I put this on here mainly because it's also both teams have like fallen from the division. Mm-hmm. Um, they are looking at pretty much the wild card, if that. So like, you know, this yeah. is a huge game for one of the teams to win and continue to try to secure that playoff spot. Um, if the Titans win, Colts lose, we take back the division AFC South. But if we don't, if the Colts win and we, you know, whether we win, the Colts still lead. So look for more of the seventh spot that the Ravens may take if they win. I like that. I like that. I, I'm going to go. I think this one's going to be kind of low scoring, man. I'm going to go uh, 24-20. Yeah, I definitely can go to 24-20. I definitely see a low scoring defensive Ravens. game. Ravens. I'm going Ravens. Grind it out. You already I'm know going I'm going Ravens. opposite of that. I don't that. need I'm to hear that. I'm sticking to my, with my Titans winning just because I know we beat them last year, which I know the Ravens are going to have that chip on their shoulder because the Titans did beat them in the playoffs to so knock them out. And I know that's something that's definitely going to be feeding feeding into it. They're playing at home in Baltimore. And Lamar I don't just care. lost to the lowly Patriots. Like it's, it's it was a yeah horrible weather game, but still terrible. horrible horrible um bad loss for them. But I still yeah. like my Titans to kind of pick it up. All tired right, of losing right. and heard look enough. for us to all win. Right, moving on, winning. yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. all right, good. We gave them enough time. Um, Packers it. and the Colts next <laughs> up um, could be the resurgence or. The reappearance of Alan Lazard may have uh, may have Alan Lazard back after he was activated off of IR. So that's a nice uh, addition to that offense. Um, I don't yeah. know if you guys remember Alan Lazard was rolling the I, first three weeks. I think he may play. I know after last after the last game the Packers won like an hour after they won. I know he tweeted a lizard with a little clock, which to me I took it as Lazard time. You know, yeah, Lazard time. There. He so on his way. He on his like way he back. May definitely may be coming back and um. um yeah, he, he's in a, he's in a team. good spot, man. If they can get him involved just a little bit, or at least he's at full strength, um, Colts have been susceptible across that middle, yeah. and that's kind of where Alan Lazard has been making times. his uh his 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 bread and butter um since you know he came on the scene is is you know he, he's very he's in those intermediate to short routes, but he can also be a deep threat as a possession receiver. Yeah. Um, so you know, good addition to that offense. Maybe add more uh, what is it? Flame to the fire. Yeah, no, it's flame. not flame to the fire. What is it? I think it's, I thought it was flame to the fire. Is it? it? Add more flame to yeah. the fire? No, fuel. Fuel to the fire. Add more fuel to we the fire. We some dummies talking about flame to the fire. Right. I'm so like, that don't make no sense. But yeah, added more fuel <laughs> to the fire. Um, Packers Colts. Uh, this is gonna be. I don't feel like I don't see a high score. And the Packers haven't really had a high scoring game. I'm they, gonna go twenty four seventeen. Yeah, I think I think Packers can get off twenty four points. Yeah. I'm gonna go twenty four seventeen. Yeah, I, I can agree twenty four seventeen. I don't see the high scoring. This is kind of see if, if the Colts can show that they're a good six and three team. Everyone's still I still iffy on their record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely gonna see what they can kind of do this week. Yeah. And uh, Chiefs and Raiders, we talked about this, so I'm not really going to go too, too much into it because I think we already covered it pretty well. Um, this one's just going to be a, a very high-scoring game. Uh, yeah. Chiefs looking to get redemption for the only loss they received at the hands of the Raiders. Um, also for Raiders kind of b- putting their chest out a little bit, spinning the block on them after that win. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs are are ready to cook, coming off a bye. Um they ready to go. I think they're ready to go, and they they, I think they're gonna run it up on them. I yeah. think they're gonna run it up on them. I got this one being uh, I'm gonna say forty eight, twenty eight. I think it's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a. a I can't ugly even. One. I can't even be mad at that because, Chiefs. I could definitely. The Chiefs have so much offensive firepower. I can definitely see a easily putting up a forty point, and then yeah, you know, I think it's gonna Raiders be a forty trying point game, to man. make it a game. I see. I see it more so. Maybe the Raiders kind of keeping their hot early on in the game and mm-hmm. after that the Chiefs are just going to take over take so I can definitely see I'll, I mean, I'll probably go with like a, a 38 24 41 okay. you know, 24 kind of thing definitely okay. the Chiefs winning this one yeah I'm going with the Chiefs on this one too um yeah I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping for it I just I just traded for Kelsey 
So, uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping for it. I gave up uh, DeAndre Maybe. Swift, uh, Robert Woods, and Gronk um, for, for for Kelsey. So some some big pieces, but if I could get that Mahomes Kelsey stack and the way Kelsey's been balling, I'll take those guarantee points for two of my position players. So um, the debut, maybe we'll uh, we'll definitely be talking about some good things coming uh, next week. So uh, lastly, to close it out, we got the hometown Bucks Monday against night. the Rams on Monday night. Prime time. Um, definitely Rams. gonna be a good matchup. The Rams, you just never know what you get with them. I like. I mean, you know what? I don't know. I like the Rams for this one. I like the new. I like the uh, the cornerback uh, on the Rams, not Ramsey, but the other one that Ramsey. Oh, uh, what's his name? Daryl Daryl something. Daryl Henderson. It's not Henderson. He got. He had like two picks. Harrison last or game. something. Yeah, he he's definitely yeah. um, and he's had a couple good uh uh tip passes and and broken up passes and made some good plays. So um, I can't really recall his name right now, but I was watching a, a Ramsey interview after the game. And he was speaking very highly of him, and I can understand it because he was uh, making some huge, huge plays uh, the previous game. So, um, but I like this game, Rams and the Bucks. Um, you like the Rams this game? Yeah, I like the Rams. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I think uh, I think yeah. they're finding their groove right now. I think it could be one of those games where it's kind of a trap game for Brady. Yeah, where they come just, out and can't move the ball. That's really good. I just, just feel like, like Ramsey's going to kind of help limit one side of the field. Um, I feel like this actually may be... Who's going to limit this? Will, I just feel like this may be more of a bigger game for like A.B. maybe than God, hmm. and like Godwin. I see. Yeah. I think Evans is more of like the top threat in the sense of like who you have to worry about in the red zone other than Gronk, but I don't see Gronk as a main focal point. If this was like, you know, when Gronk was on the Patriots, I'd say Ramsey would cover him, but I still feel like Evans is a top receiver on that team. It's yeah. just, you know, Godwin's going to play the slot. Um, it was Darius Williams, by the way. Darius Williams, there you go. The other corner for the Rams who balled out last year. Yeah. Who's another one who's been playing pretty good. So I don't, you know, that's for me, I like that. And I just like the Rams defensive line. Mm-hmm. The Bucks offensive line hasn't really been great at pass blocking so i just kind of like it for another pressure game we see they had a better game against uh carolina last week as as far as pass protection yeah so so they can pick it up it's good that's 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 my biggest thing i feel like it just may be one of those games i feel like the bucks been kind of on and off in a way like i don't know some games they don't play how they how they should but then other games it's like okay (laughs) super bowl rams have been on and off as well so to me it's just gonna to me i think it's not it's gonna come down i think it's not the air game won't even be a factor i really think it's gonna be the run game yeah um, I think that's really going to catapult the team to victory. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. This was a tough one for me. Um, I, I'm going with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to, they're at home. Um, they're 5-1 and one at home, I believe, or 4-1. Yeah, and one. actually a really good home record four, this year. Yeah, they're 4-1. They lost their only home game to... Um, the no, nah, the new oh uh, yeah Saints New the Orleans yeah they just game. lost they they just lost to them at the house so um they have a good record at home and I think that previous home loss may leave a bit of taste in their mouth um Rams have been uh playing well but they're also up and down yeah, you never know what you're um, gonna get. <laughs> I, I, I like the I like the Bucks to come out with this one I think it's gonna be close I'm gonna go with 24 20. Yeah, in my head, I'm like 24-21. I'm going for the – I think the Rams 24-21 on this. Um, I just feel like it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good offensive game. Definitely going to be more of who can battle out the line of scrimmage at first to try to yep. steal – trying to start – I think both teams kind of rely on that run game. We know mm-hmm. the Rams use all three running backs. The Bucks use Rojo and Leonard Fournette quite a bit, and then they kind of go off of whoever's feasting. Last yeah. week was Rojo. Um, who kind of balled off of out. that big run? Yeah. We didn't even mention that he yarder. had a huge run. Yeah, so which is, it's a long um, run. I didn't think he had a breakaway speed like that in him, but he definitely uh, got yeah, up. Yeah, Rojo can get loose for sure. Yeah. Um, I had Arians was even saying like when they called the play, he had said to the offensive coordinator like he's gonna break a big one on this run, and, yeah, he and it happened. Did. He sure <laughs> did. So, um, yeah, that was dope to see. Definitely a confidence booster for him because they're. They're definitely hard on him, but you know, no one's harder on him than he is on himself. Yeah, and so, um, you know, so yeah. that that's good to see that happen for him. Yeah. But um, definitely be a good game. I'm going twenty four twenty bucks, and you got twenty four twenty one. Yeah, I'll be careful. The Rams, Rams, Rams okay. running backs. Um, you know, fantasy wise, Bucks defense is pretty good at stopping the run. Um, so wouldn't really rely pretty on the good. Rams running Shoot. backs. One of the best, probably yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stick more. With, I don't even. I wouldn't even be if you're on, on a starting golf. I'll go more with maybe like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I like this. If, I like this game. If I had to call one, I'm gonna say Cooper Cup. I think it's maybe a, a Cooper Cup game. 
Um, I wouldn't play any of the running backs. Fade all of them. I don't yeah, even think it's too that... much. It's too much. They use all three and they'll come out and they'll come yeah. in. It's just hard. It's like the Ravens in a way. Like you don't really know who's gonna get the ball, how long they're gonna be in the offense, unless you're like TD dependent. But even then, you don't know if it's gonna be Henderson or Malcolm Brown or Cam Akers. Yeah, like, you don't know who's gonna get what. So you're you're playing. The I don't know how there. often the Rams are gonna get into the red zone and really take advantage of their rushers like that. Um, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think it's gonna be one of those Cooper Cup games where a receiver's gonna. Um, put up some good some good numbers. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be the receiver that um that makes the difference. But they have to establish some sort of run game, and that's yeah. gonna tell the story um for the winner. So, uh, that's Monday night game, and that is the games of the week that uh that we decided to focus on. Um, and that kind of rounds out the episode today. That's all right. That was that was uh that was fast. That's yeah, fast. Time went by. Glad to stuff. be back. Feels good to be back. Yep. Glad to have you back, bro. Um, week eleven. Week eleven is in the books. As always, you want to close out with thank yous, thank yous, thank yes. yous. Um, I, I definitely want to shout out one of our uh, followers, and Christian Williams. On, I remember um, the name. On uh, who's that? That's one. That's one for sure. Christian Williams who put us in the um in the tweet for. Okay. Yes, to. Christian Williams. His account um at. FF Ballman. Um, someone had started a thread about um, you know, insightful analysts and uh, podcasts um, hosts who uh, focus on fantasy football, and uh, he added us to the list as one of his uh, accounts that he listed to follow for for solid information. So Christian Williams at FF Ballman, we appreciate that. Um, is it feels so good to be a part of this community. And uh, get tips and, and insight from other like-minded analysts, um, other like-minded hosts of podcasts. And just to kind of uh, talk about these different scenarios with, with other individuals who focus on the same things that we yeah, do. I like the culture. Um, it's not like no one bashing each other. It's everyone yeah. just sharing information. And sharing information. the football world. You know, we all yeah. love our sports. We all love how it goes, keeps the day going. Mm-hmm. Without sports... But that's football, especially when this football season's over. I'm like, man, I know I have basketball, but I don't even know what else to really yeah. do. It's a, it's <laughs> transition over to basketball, but you know, while we're in the uh, the thick of things right now in the fantasy football season, um, we definitely want to extend all our thank yous to all our listeners, um, you know, our partners in in this fantasy football world, uh, followers, um, and just people that we look to for for uh for insight and, and reports um thank you for that information and uh thank you guys for rocking with us continually every week um giving us opportunity to help you out uh maybe in some instances hurt you but at the same time <laughs> at least you extended your um your time yeah. to to spend it with us and listen to what we have to say in regards to fantasy football so um with that again thank you thank you thank you um and that's it that's all Thanks again, Anything guys. else to say? That's it. I really, really appreciate it. And, that's uh, it. Seeing the playoffs. Play a couple more weeks until that's your right. demise. Yeah. We're going to end on <laughs> that. We're going to end on that. This is the Man. Fantasy <laughs> Culture Podcast, week 11. Be safe. Good luck this weekend. Peace. We out.